0: They're like, if casual and cool, had a baby. Well, it's clear why you're an ABC enthusiast. Pleasure having you and your pants on the show. Thanks for having us. Find the shockingly comfortable ABC pants at lululemon.com. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. That's why Mint Mobile is here and offering premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month with no catch. Mint Mobile. It's great for anyone that's looking for a way to get a little bit of extra savings. You don't have to pay for those big plans, even though they still have the high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network with unlimited talk and text. You can use the phone you have right now with any Mint Mobile plan and keep on trucking just like you are just saving money on your mobile plan and if you're not 100 satisfied mint mobile has you covered with their seven day money back guarantee so you can try it make sure it works for you and then you're all set to go so switch to mint mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month to get your new wireless plan and get the plan shipped to your door for free go to mintmobile.com dnvr be sure to go to mintmobile.com dnvr to let them know we sent you welcome in to the dnvr avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings sportsbook the number one rated sportsbook app out there i'm your host Rudo, joined by evan rowell and like a quarter of aj's face <laughs> what um, up fam he's in here uh gentlemen as you may or may not know i have been on a quest to find the most ridiculous bets on DraftKings sportsbook over the last couple of weeks, I've bet on some adventurous stuff, but I have a new one for you today for our pick of the week, pr- brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Do you gentlemen know what futsal is? Nope. <laughs> I, I knew Jahir would know. I knew here would know. Why would Yahir know? Because it's, it's soccer, but it's like soccer in an indoor type of thing and it's like a super small field okay uh so it's like miniature soccer kind of and i i forget what sizes the teams are the teams five on five or th- like three on three it is five on five okay thank <laughs> you here. uh anyway you can bet on futsal at DraftKings sportsbook and today we have uh adc taubate versus pulo dogato Okay, well, Pulo Delgato <laughs> got this. It's <laughs> in <hidden> the name. <laughs> Pulo, Obviously. Pulo is getting uh, half a goal on the spread, so you can you can bet that for them. Or if you if you like them straight up to win, uh, there is a three-way money line where they're plus 185, so you can make some good money with them. Uh, can, I, can I work this into a parlay somehow? Yeah, absolutely. They're uh, the uh, line for the over under is set at five and a half. So, five and a half, pretty for low on, sc-
1: for five on five half yeah,
0: field it's, soccer. It's surprisingly low scoring. I I was shocked to be honest. I don't understand <laughs> why do it then. Yahir is saying take the over. He's saying, Imagine take the over for sure. I
1: mean, that's like that's like box lacrosse being low scoring what's those, the point
0: those dudes score so much man there's around 10 to 15 goals a game right, so easy over, over yeah. easy over. over there you go Yahir here knows yeah here knows what's up take the over in the only futsal game on DraftKings sportsbook right now and go make yourself some money you ever uh, you ever wonder like how they decide like what people should bet on
1: It's it's wild the stuff that some of the stuff that they're like yeah we can we can make
0: this work for bets
1: why didn't we why didn't we have somebody from DraftKings come on in the off season and just talk to us about how bets are made why am I only having this
0: idea on the first day of training camp I feel like we definitely did that on the bet show and you just missed it (laughs) (laughs) that's probably true. Anyway, head on over to DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado. Hell yeah, you can. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. You absolutely can bet on the Vesna winner at DraftKings. Maybe like the heart winner, too, or something like that. Kemper is a plus 1,000 or something like that right now. Yeah, he's like fifth or sixth, I think. Best odds, something like that. Uh, Head on over to DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Let's get into the show then. We're talking about day one of Avalanche Training Camp. In my mind, day one of training camp marks the official start of preseason. It's no longer off season anymore. We're now into preseason. So a momentous occasion. Oh, whoa, whoa. And it's all about what Rudo wants. <laughs> yeah. I run this podcast and I will turn it around, damn it. We're gonna you gonna
1: pull over to the side of the podcast road and make us stop. Yeah. Turn around and scald us like like a referee, scalding, yeah, Bo Byron.
0: <laughs> yep, oh no, That's not that. That's exactly how it's gonna go. Dad's mad again. Why don't you show some leadership on this podcast, AJ?
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> taking all kinds of heat on Reddit now. I got this to put up with. <laughs> but uh I I do think we, we pretty much checked all of our boxes for, for day one training camp. A McKinnon thrown stick, check. Uh, players laying on the ice after skating really hard, check. Multiple goaltenders doing the uh, doing the bag skate check. What what else is on this list that I'm missing? Uh, I guess EJ, we got the EJ slide. The E J slide, <laughs> random players in no contact jerseys. I was a big fan of the EJ slide, and our
1: whole group of people immediately <laughs> going
0: EJ's back. <laughs> Thank you for the super chat, Pin King. Yeah, damn straight. You're gonna you're gonna have to walk all the way to Ball Arena. Uh, <laughs> yeah, random players getting hurt. True, although they were all fine ultimately. Why would we have to walk to ball? Rudo doesn't even go to
1: Ball Arena. <laughs> That's not where that car is headed. <laughs>
0: Well, we'll uh, we'll we'll see, we'll see what uh, what punishments I can dole out for this unruliness. Uh, <laughs> in any case, but where do you guys want to start? Should we start with group one? Might as well keep it, keep it simple. Uh, so group one had the big line. I think we all kind of talked about it before the show. None of us really uh, looked at the big line uh, at all because you know we already know what to expect from them, but where things got interesting is that second line in group one, Alex Newhook put in between JT Comfer and Tyson Jost. Uh, Evan, I know you talked to to Bednar after the, the whole shebang as well. And, and he had a bit to say about Newhook.
2: Yeah. He, he basically said they want to, he's played center his whole life. They want to give him a shot and see what he can do at center where he's most comfortable. Um, but they also, he mentioned, he said, I didn't like Joe early in his career at center, but now I like him. And would they still like Confer at center? Which, obviously, we are not in agreement on that. But uh, they want to give Newhook a shot at center. And the one thing he did say that was interesting is like, hey, you know what? I'm not afraid to put him at wing, especially if it means he's playing in the top six. So they're kind of hinting. They are trying to Chushkin there, obviously, on that second line today. But things are fluid. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd... We'll talk about that line. I I don't really like to make of it, but it's day one. I mean, should we just talk about it
0: right now? Uh, obviously, the uh, the Jost-Confer connection has always been a, let's call it inconsistent one Look, in Colorado. Just
1: because they boys <laughs> off the ice does not mean that they're any good together on it. We've got
0: <laughs> years worth of them trying. They don't work. Stop.
1: <laughs>
0: stop, so. stop, 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 stop. So, I mean, I think that presents the first immediate problem for Colorado when it comes to sorting out their forward pairs or lines, I suppose. Confer doesn't really have a spot where he fits great. Kind of a, kind of one that they're going to have to sort out, whether that's YOLOing him on the second line or sticking him with Jost or, or potentially even moving him down to the fourth line.
2: Yeah, this frat line thing just never goes away. <laughs> yeah. 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 Comfort is kind of the guy where we're, to me, he played his best on the fourth line last year. And ideally, that's where he'd be. But, you know, they, Bedner keeps talking about how they know that they're banking on him bouncing back offensively, which, I mean, he shot like 20% yeah. last year. So he still scored goals. Uh, yeah, I mean, come on.
1: We know that that's greatly buoyed by game 56, where he scored the hat trick at the end of the season.
2: Yeah. It's he, – he's he's kind of the weird thing. And then, obviously, Jost, he got to a point where he was really comfortable at center. It's like, can he continue that on the wing? I guess we'll find out. And right now they're breaking up that Jost-Nachushkin combination, which not a big fan of that because they were so good last year. But – just gonna keep saying it today. It was day one. Yeah,
0: we said it all. Dev camp. We said it all. Rookie tournament. Now we're gonna say it, it. Look, training camp matters, but day one of training camp, absolutely nothing is set in stone. Yeah, it's
1: all very fluid. Yep. Except Artem knees and back. <laughs>
0: uh, oof, oof, that was. Yeah, do we want to do we want to get into that? I guess that was the next line in the in the lineup for Group One. Anisimov was between. It was the two young guys,
2: yeah, <laughs> Ranta, Ranta and Kout. Ranta and Cout on the wings. As boy, was it noticeable how much older <laughs> and slower he is?
1: <laughs> yeah, I walked in and was like, okay, so what are what are we talking about for lines here? And we're looking around, and it was like. Who is this old dude in, the, like, this old stiff can't skate anymore guy in in the in between these two kids that are getting up and down?
0: And it was... Artem and Isimov is washed. And there were two players that really well, eh, three players I'd say that really struggled with the conditioning today. And uh, Anisimov,
2: and Anis- O'Brien. Yep. I was going to say Murray. Murray looked like he was struggling. Yeah, I had a problem with fair, Murray too. Yeah, he <laughs> really didn't look good.
1: Yeah. O'Brien, O'Brien's problem was more that he gassed himself. Yeah, he went too hard grow. too fast. Yeah. yeah. Just did not, the rookie mistake did not base himself. <laughs> uh, but Malta and Anisimov was just like done. Like yeah. he was just done.
0: Uh, I think Anisimov was the worst of the bunch. Um, he really, really struggled with the conditioning. Yeah, and the
1: conditioning, like whatever. Mason Gerson yeah, used to be amazing it, at this, it doesn't remember? Really matter it that yeah, much, it wasn't it, it wasn't meaningful at all. What I had a problem with Anisimov was that he just didn't look any good. He didn't look like he could get up and down the ice. He was doing drills next to line mates that have a combined like 15 games played. And <laughs> oof.
0: And, and I think Count and Ranta looks fairly solid today as well. I, I really like
2: Sampo. I loved Count. I was gonna say the other. Thing. I there didn't have a, any issues. There was a two-on-one with Kout and Anisimov, where Kout was in the zone and he had to like wait for Anisimov yeah. to get there. Like he set him a perfect saucer pass, but because it was taking Anisimov so long to get in the zone, the goalie could just read everything. It's just he's just behind everyone in terms of skating. Yeah, I, it was pretty clear that
0: concerns about him being able to function in the av style of play is still very much a question with, with his skating ability. That's so crazy. Uh, as it is now.
1: <laughs> Evan, didn't you also tweet about kill McCarr having a procedure?
0: Yeah. It's, it's almost it. like there was an interview done
2: about it. Yeah. It's odd. He had a procedure, <laughs> but no, I loved count. Like there was a couple plays where count specifically in the defensive zone had to, He's, oh, I'm Peter Baugh now. <laughs> what? I'm not Peter. Uh, <laughs> it's an <in> all caps. <laughs> yeah. He's now Peter Baugh! <laughs> no, or Count had to make a smart play to exit the zone, and he was just calm, cool, and made a couple of nice passes to get out. And that's, I mean, he's not going to be standing out with, like, the big, like, big hits or anything like that. It's just smart plays that right. are going to get him noticed. It's absolutely his game is the very calm,
0: controlled play particularly defensively but uh yeah so the, i are we calling that the the fifth line right now is that fair to say i i Looked think it like is it. i had i i mean on like we're not entirely sure but yes <laughs> i am calling it the fifth line okay just making sure that, that yeah. that's where we stand at the moment because the fourth line was in group 2 we'll, we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit we had a a handful of other guys that are not really particularly relevant to the NHL roster on the forward side in group one, uh, then you get into the defenseman, obviously, as everyone's already talked about, McCarran and a no contact Jersey, not a big deal.
2: Don't, don't hit any panic buttons on that yet. Uh, Had a small procedure over the summer, tweaked something last week, and they're just taking it easy. Cause Ben, like we mentioned today, we were talking about it. Benner basically said, you get to camp. There are people trying to make an impression and we're, we don't want them touching him. Yeah. <laughs> like just leave it alone. He's Why gonna play you? in the exhibition. He'll be fine. Yeah. So
0: McCarr will be good to go. Yeah, we
1: we were uh we were joking today that ten years ago that's how a guy made a team. <laughs> is that you would roll into camp and you would light up one of the stars because it showed Moxie, kid, and it was all about the you know, oh, he's got balls. And now you imagine like a guy goes in and lights up Makar who's in it already in a non-conta, and it's like
2: Don't
0: you dare touch him!
2: (laughs) Please. You're you're cut. (laughs) That's right. I mean, there was that. McKinnon was trying to cut the goalie that deflected a puck into his face. Who was it?
1: Who
0: was it in Ottawa? I don't remember, but this is like the famous story, right? Well, there's the video of Bobby Bobby Ryan. Yeah. So who hit it? Who hit MacArthur? Somebody hit MacArthur. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Bobby Ryan like immediately fought that guy on the spot and called him an effing idiot. Like, yeah.
1: And it wasn't the first, it wasn't the first time he'd pulled something in a training camp before
0: either. Yeah, I think yeah, that's true. I remember that too.
1: Yeah. It's funny that we remember this incident. All of the, the details. Day, and then are the just part. like
0: <laughs> yeah. some like nebulous
1: senators guy once upon a time. Yeah, there's
0: the name. Yeah, seal <laughs> yeah, uh, well,
1: off. They, they sealed off the roster from that camp. Boom, 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 boom.
0: Uh, Devontae's did some work on his own, also in the no contact, as, as we already knew. Um, the rest of the defense in Group One involved Ryan Murray. Didn't really notice him at all today, to be honest. Yeah, other than the struggling with conditioning. Yeah, I didn't really watch him that much. Okay, just checking. <laughs> uh, now we now we have to get to the the conversation that. AJ is gonna love. This is his, was his favorite topic of conversation in the cross chatter all day today. Jack Johnson. It, it, it's one day of camp, but looked pretty decent.
1: I won't talk about it. Jack <laughs> <laughs> Look, Johnson looked I mean, the conditioning stuff. He was nails. Uh, just the. The drills that they were running when they were playing the the three v two
0: man rush kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, he
1: he defended he defended really well and he was really good in his in the defensive zone and it was like oh god here we go.
0: Ah uh, yes, AJ Jack Johnson stand mm-hmm. confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm don't want to make too much of one day of camp but you come in as a pto and you have a day like that it's gonna help you i mean compare the day that he had
1: to what artem anisimov had where he stood out in only a bad way yep and it's just like okay this obviously like you're feeling if you're jack johnson you like you like where you are way better than anisimov right now and you know cool it's been one day but yeah look Jack Johnson looked good today um I'm you know pretty much from the moment they gave him the PTO I've said that I think that they'll sign him <laughs> so I feel like we're just running downhill towards the inevitable
2: here the one thing I'd noticed is that obviously he's been told we need a physical guy on defense because he was the one guy that was trying to hit some people that I guess get noticed nothing huge obviously but just
1: Yeah, there wasn't anything overly physical today.
0: Yeah. Not, we weren't expecting any real heavy hitting type of stuff today anyway, but um, anyway, we're also running downhill towards Strava Craft Coffee Read, so. Hit up StravaCraft Coffee, get your CBD-infused coffee for 25% off your first order when you use code DNBR25. Then you can get it for 20% off indefinitely after that. When you sign up for their subscription service, you can try it at the DNBR bar before you buy. Then hit up Chevalier Mortgage. Both Mike and Virginia have been in the business for over 15 years here in Colorado, so they can help you navigate the waters of purchasing a home, whether it's your first time or if you're purchasing a fifth home. Either way. They got you covered. Mike is a certified financial planner. So <laughs> yeah, look- purchasing a fifth home as one does. Hey, look, <laughs> rich people live here, okay? Not it's not any of us, but rich people do live here. So they can use Mike in Virginia just as well. Like I mentioned, Mike will look at your entire financial picture whether you're rich as hell or whether you're Just got enough to buy your first home. Either way, they will find the right home loan for you. You can uh, check them out today at dnvrmortgage.com or you can call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578. At DNVR Mortgage, you can get a free consultation as well as a chance to win some free DNVR merch. So at least have a look just for that. Michael Chevalier, NMLS1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS1910631. And also, this this is your last chance to get in on this. Last I heard, there were six tickets left for the party bus to the Broncos game this Sunday. So if you want to buy the last couple of tickets on the party bus, go do it right now because they are going to sell out otherwise. Even if you can't get on the party bus, you can still get yourself a ticket into the DNVR tailgate at the stadium, which is going to be a total blast. It comes with free unlimited beer and pizza until we run out of both of those things. So you might as well show up and have a great time with the rest of the tailgate gang on Sunday. You can even watch watch the F1 race and then make your way down there to, to Bronco land. It works out pretty well. Uh, yeah, okay, second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Pretty sure I already know the answer to this question I'm about to ask, but is there anything you guys can take away from the goaltenders from today?
2: Juice just looked good. (laughs) I noticed him making a lot of good saves, but yeah, I mean, no, I can barely watch goaltenders. I'm more focusing on the skaters. Uh, I realized halfway through that ad read
1: that my shirt's been on Inside Out all day.
2: (laughs) Oh, boy.
0: (laughs) All right, then. Wonderful. (laughs) That's how I feel about goalies, man. McDermott Um, is listed as a D, and Bednar has stated that they intend to use him as a D, but if they need to use him at forward, they can. Yep, and uh, he played D today. Yep. He was part of the defensive uh, grouping in group two. So no, he was in group. Yeah, he was
2: in group yeah, he was in Group one. Okay. Same. I difference. thought, I don't know. I don't know. We, we have a graphic. Yeah. Bring <laughs> up the graphic. Yeah, he played with Baron. He's in group one. Oh,
0: that's right. That's right. Yeah. So it was McDermott and, uh, and Baron in group one. So he
2: existed. And there was one that's three on fine. two rush where he followed someone to the middle and left his side completely open. Hate to see it.
1: Yeah. Got lost. In transition, in a drill where he's got one teammate to work with.
0: <laughs> Just saying,
1: what the fuck, man?
0: <laughs> uh, group two, obviously you have the second line. The big conversation there is Valerina Chushkin, the guy starting on that left wing spot alongside Kadrian Burakovsky. I think we we all thought Kadrian Burkowski looked solid as hell today. Not that that's surprising. Nechushkin is still Nechushkin in the offensive zone, though. Yeah, he's got gargoyle hands. Okay. <laughs> How many more ways can you come up to say that? I've never, yeah. heard,
2: that. I've never heard that term before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it out. I don't know what I've got next after this. <laughs> Uh, moving, yeah. yeah. There was one empty net that he just completely yeah, backdoor pass It was, pass, mean, it was it such was a, the entire net, <laughs> such a
1: perfect pass. It was through two sticks, uh, multiple bodies, and it was a perfect pass. It landed right there perfectly for him, and he just flubs it, and it just skitters away to the to the to the wall behind the net, and it was like, "We back, baby." <laughs> Hockey.
0: It's look, let, let's talk about something actually interesting then because the what we're calling the fourth line is is probably the most interesting thing yeah, that came yeah. out, of, out of camp today. And it was Helm Maltsev and Logan O'Connor it's all disgusting. put together. And we we mentioned Maltsev struggling with the conditioning stuff, but beyond that Looked like a pretty set and forget fourth line.
2: Uh, I thought Malta looked bad. Okay, Personally, he looked super passive out there. He was not getting involved in anything. Fair he did. He
1: did. I, I did think he looked like he was trying to find his uh, find his way a little bit. Yeah, but I. I mean, the the unit as a whole, I thought certainly Helm and
0: O'Connor were just like zipping around doing their thing. So yeah. They were very comfortable. I wonder if Helm looks at O'Connor and is like, "Hey, that's that's what Me. I was ten yeah. years ago."
2: <laughs>
1: that's exactly how I feel about O'Connor. Is I'm like, "Oh, Darren Helm's looking. It's like looking in a
2: mirror." <laughs> yeah. Uh, the old and Bednar joke is gone. It's Logan Obednar. The way he was talking about him <laughs> and the press conference is like, "Oh man, he loves him some Logan O'Connor," and that he's means like, the- "He's not going to make the team." he's he was talking about you know his first rookie camp he went up there three on three tournament level he's like he was the best player on the ice and i have not like he has been in love with him ever since and he mentioned he's a huge part of this team already and that they really missed him in the playoffs last year which i would agree with for most of that series so he's gonna be a big part of this team obviously and they are banking on that work ethic yeah. that he keeps getting better given the three-year deal we haven't really yeah. talked about that was, on the pod so yeah. you're gonna say we should probably save that for the
0: third period okay we can we can we can get back to that in the third period then um keeping on down this list uh the the list got really short pretty quickly in in the second group i felt like but there you're you're talking about like a, a sixth or seventh line of dudes Throwing uh throwing Jason Magna on, on babysitting duty a little bit there. But yeah,
1: I wondered openly, is this what they agreed to? Like, is this what Jason Magna knew he was walking into? Was babysitting duty because Nick Henry and Alex Bocage like uh was he was he aware that was the plan when he decided to stay here that he was just gonna like usher around children? <laughs>
0: I mean he had to know there were a lot of kids coming into the AHL roster right so yeah I just
1: I just wonder if it was like cuz you know they've given him a number of NHL looks sure, and sure. he's played high up in the AHL lineup and then camp he, opens up and on day 1 and he's like in he rolled, like driving the
0: minivan to soccer practice you, you look and see Henry and Bokash, and you're like I don't think I'm making the NHL roster. But <laughs> yeah, he's like looking around it. like Ranta and Cout or with a Yeah.
1: Like where uh Sakura was with uh the with Olausen and you're just yeah, like what's yeah. going on here? So, yeah, I just I wondered. I
2: just thought that was kind of interesting just you know. The second we, group is definitely less interesting. On the forwards, oh, once you yeah. get down past that fourth line, yeah, it wasn't much. Dylan Sakura had one of the worst days I've ever seen in training camp, personally. <laughs> he was missing passes left and right, and then he had the three-on-two where he missed the net wide, and he just rung around, and we're all just like, well, coaches hate that. Fast break the other way, baby! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah,
0: it uh, it is what it is there. Obviously, most of those guys aren't going to be particularly relevant to the... Abs NHL roster on the defensive side, though Eric Johnson and Bone Byram put together
2: saucy. <laughs> uh,
0: obviously, a lot of chatter about EJ being back. He's in the tinted visor. If you mm. didn't know from the, mm. from the mm. captain's practices, it's. Yeah, I don't think Byram and EJ being together is particularly surprising, but it is good to have a little bit of clarity on what. Those pairs might look like, particularly knowing Caves won't be ready to go opening night. It was
1: so good seeing EJ. I was, mm, mm, mm. It was awesome to see him back out there and doing his thing. He rocks. I just think I just think that they're a different group with Eric Johnson involved. Yeah. You know, it's not that it's not that EJ is so amazing. It's just that. He does so many things that their best players, you know, that's not part of their strengths. He just compliments, he compliments their their top group so well that having him back out there, I just it it, you know, in today's camp, they're all in different groups, they're all split up, they're all doing different things, like whatever, right? But it's just you you see him out there and he's he's firing. You know, the the stretch passes to guys, and, he, and you're just like, damn, man, it's good to have Eric Johnson back. It's good
2: to see him back out there and healthy looking like Eric Johnson again. And I think, if nothing, like, it's good to have him on the ice, but I think the locker room just loves the guy too, obviously. Oh, yeah. They were talking about, I think Logan O'Connor's like, oh, he's great to have a veteran, but also he's the clown on the team. Like, he's the big joker in the locker room and
1: yeah i mean him putting the mac on on landy
2: yeah on instagram i mean get it big dog (laughs) we see we got to see landy in person again today and it's like oh boy you see him in person and you're like yep this guy's good looking (laughs) he's a model still hot (laughs) yeah now he's what eight million dollars a year hot yeah, that's true. How much hotter does that make him?
1: I mean, he didn't get that big of a raise. He went from five, seven to seven. Like,
2: was, that's, I'll, that's, I'll take that race. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> can, can I have that? I look way hotter. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. And you think you think you think Mrs. Rudo is going to look at you differently if you get a you you have a one point three million dollar raise.
2: Oh, Yeah. <laughs>
0: I, I become way way hotter immediately all right look i know right now I'm on my best day i'm a four and a half with 1.3 million dollars in my pocket
2: that goes up to at least like a six at least so I like how you had the number ready like you've thought about this before sitting in the mirror rating yourself
1: <laughs> i don't know man this this is problematic Okay. <laughs> All right. All of this is problematic.
2: We'll
0: move on. We'll move on. To be fair with the defensive pairings today, we did have Makar and Gerard together and we know that that's probably not a long-term answer for the Avs Bednar said that's day one that they'll I'm sure they'll be together, you know, until Taves becomes a thing again, but I I I struggle to think they'll stick with that for a full season certainly. So from the man who rates himself, you know, just my two cents.
2: Yeah, that's because Byram EJ just seems like such a perfect fit to start with. It does,
0: which leaves you Murray and take your pick of Jack Johnson, Curtis McDermott, or maybe Jacob McDonald.
2: Yeah, you look good. His skating and his ability to just move always separates him from other guys. Yep, as long as you're okay with There was a lot of big slow dudes in that second unit, (laughs) like that second group. Uh, I I like Linus Gilbert today.
0: The second group of defensemen was, was a weird contrast, right? Because Byron would go and break up a two on one, and then <laughs> yeah. some dudes I don't even know yeah. the name of would go, and Alex Bocage would beat him wide. And it's like, okay, well, yeah. that's too bad.
2: <laughs> Do you ever, like, man, I was out there chatting, I was like, how the hell did Keaton Middleton play NHL games last year? <laughs> how did they win games with that well, guy in the lineup?
1: It didn't make sense last year when they were doing it. It doesn't make sense now. I. I'm still confused as to the appeal here. I just don't understand.
0: Well, sometimes
2: the ways of the avalanche are beyond mortal understanding. So, uh, And one guy I was interested in seeing was Roland McEwen, but it came out he had COVID. And COVID has already hit the team, but I guess those guys are recovering. McEwen and Matteau. They had COVID. Get, it wasn't. It wasn't yeah. about the vaccine. It was. No, the they tested guy. positive. But Meto is clear. It's just they didn't want to throw him into day one of camp because he hasn't done anything for seven days. So that's those guys are already immediately <laughs> yeah, behind. That's a way to look real bad in the conditioning
0: <laughs> if you had just tossed that dude in. But uh, yeah, the Avs uh, The Abs are in training camp. I don't really know much else to say about it day one is generally just
1: everyone getting up to speed and then getting around a lot getting the feet wet and doing some conditioning
2: yeah there's really only like 15 to 20 minutes of drills per side there where you could be like okay I can you can see something here three on three stuff like that how should I just do it
0: yes Um, (laughs) okay all right all right so in training camp, they're getting their feet wet and getting their conditioning. But if you want to do some conditioning to help you get your dick wet... Oh, God. <laughs> Manscaped is the product for you. Just head put from- the goat
2: on this one, huh? Yeah. Didn't- <laughs> we didn't agree to do that.
1: <laughs> I mean...
2: <laughs> I, was, a-
1: I was supportive of, of Ruto, and then he started talking. <laughs>
0: Head on over to manscaped.com, get 20% off with code DNVR. Uh, be sure to use the code to get free shipping as well if you get the perfect package 4.0. So jump on it today. Uh, let them know Rudo sent you over there with his amazing reads. Uh- <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to change
1: our, our promo code from DNVR to Rudo. I should
0: just strike out on my own with these things.
1: Wherever, <laughs> where, yeah, wherever, wherever, yeah, wherever Ali is, she just instinctively face palmed.
0: Yeah. She's audible groan. <laughs> <Like, laughs> Hit them up. They have plenty of other products as well to take care of all of the hair all over your body, your face, whatever you can get toner, deodorant, all that sorts of stuff. So check out Manscaped today and uh, get yourself some awesome products to help with uh, whatever it is you might be working on. Also <laughs> brought to you all by Hassle Cattle Company. Go get yourself <laughs> some. That, delicious that meat. was a home run,
1: so we can change it to HR. It's fine.
0: I <laughs> ah, got him. Go get yourself some amazing Hassle Cattle Company meat. Just, uh, I talked to, shout out. Jesse, not Montano, but the Jesse that I met at the DNVR bar the other day, he came out from Pennsylvania and said the uh, the Wagyu beef burger was worth it. So go try the Wagyu burger down at the DNVR bar, or go get yourself some steaks from HaskellCattleCompany.com. I mean, if you facepalm,ed it still counts. Like. Yeah, <laughs> we'll take
1: we'll we'll take a different differently spelled Alley facepalm. It's good
0: enough. If the energy is the same. Check out hasslecattlecompany.com and use code DNVR 10 to get 10% off your entire order. You can manscape those steaks if you want to. All right. You can get those steaks wet too. It's fine. Do whatever Slop you want to do. Up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, third, third period of the DNVR avalanche podcast. Let's please leave this. Space I have to go and never return. Yet. Uh, Let's before we get into O'Connor's contract conversation. Is there anything else you guys wanted to touch on specifically
2: with day one of training camp? Um, I mean, we talked about it, but Bowers, we talked about it there, but Bowers is not really off anywhere close to an NHL line. So yeah, sure. To he's got point. some way to work himself. I thought he looked good today, but yeah, he's got some ways to work himself up there.
0: Okay. Oh my
2: God! What's happening in the chat? <laughs> <laughs>
0: They're uh, they're off on on their own now. This is a this is a chat problem at this point. Uh, so, Logan O'Connor signs a three-year extension, which does not kick in until next year. He's on the last year of his current deal for one point oh five million dollars with the Avs. It it it's a bit of a weird deal when you think about. We've talked on this show plenty of times. O- O'Connor's pretty hard ceiling as a fourth-line guy, right? But also, at that cap hit, the entire thing is variable, basically. So I guess it fills a contract slot up, And but, you know, if he continues to be an effective NHLer, great. You don't even think about it. And if something ends up going wrong, you bury it, and you don't even think about it, right?
1: Yeah. Um, One thing I meant to check before we started the show, but because we're kind of just mashing everything together into one long thing. um, That is how um, a show works. (laughs) I wanted to. I mean, our day. Okay.
0: Fair enough. Yeah.
1: Um, I meant to see what the uh, variable cap hits are over the next couple of years because it's supposed to go up
0: it's is is it a million flat right now
1: and i think it's going to be like 1.1 next year but i'm not 100% sure but i'm pretty sure because this contract doesn't start till next year um it's all variable beginning next season the entire thing will be yeah. and even if it's not we're talking about it being 50k they right. won't not there's not a very really. very low chance that they're so pressed against the cap that that 50k is going to matter at all Yep. So you're talking about if, for whatever reason, this does go, it does go sideways with LOC. Um, then that sucks. But cap-wise, it means nothing. Yeah. Exactly. That's that's money in his pocket. Um, that that's money out of Kronky's pocket. To, from from a perspective of the team, it it it's not really problematic in any way. Um, and I think that this is a, this is a smart business. We've seen they needed to they needed to go out and sign Belmar and Calvert, and they claimed Matt Nieto off waivers and then paid him a couple of times. You, you know, they
0: multiple two million plus dollar players
1: on your right, line and now that now they need they need cost efficiency in this spot. While a million dollars is certainly. um a not meaningless raise, you know, he's getting a he's it's 200 and it's 285k um raise over what he's getting right now. Don't do math on air, AJ. Uh, <laughs> somewhere in there, uh, from what he's and for what, what has he done? Uh, you know, when you look at like what he's actually accomplished. We we keep waiting like we're we're all fine with the guy in the lineup like we have, it's not that it's just is can can he stay healthy can he do it over a season can he become a full time guy he hasn't done it yet he's he's played in two little spurts he's had two he's had two extended stints and kind of
0: been all over the place and if, then if, injuries if you include his playoff games he's had 50 NHL games total yep.
2: And, and he's got, he, he got a
0: three-year deal for 50 games. Yep.
2: <laughs> I, he got asked, like, why why now? Why would you accept it? I want to be like, if someone put three years on the table for you as a fourth liner, aren't you like, yeah, I'm taking it? Well, Yeah. I, absolutely. I,
0: I think part of the question with this, this deal is what really is the upside of it? Because I think we all agree that we see O'Connor's ceiling as pretty hard capped out as a fourth liner. Which is okay. Look, if he,
1: we're, we're, we're joking about, oh, Darren Helm looks at him and he sees himself, right? Yep. Okay, go back and look at Darren Helm's career. How much money did Darren Helm make in in his, like, heyday? 2.15, 2.125, and then he had a five-year, almost $20 million deal, where he was making $3.85 That he was... Now Darren Pretty Helm paid for that. <laughs> yeah, Darren
0: Helm has three 30-point seasons in his career. It we'd be screaming it from the mountaintops if O'Connor has one, I think.
1: Yeah, and so like we're not looking at, at Logan O'Connor thinking he's gonna score 30 points here, okay? Let's let's talk more like 16, 17, 18 points, enough and then go be from
0: serviceable, there. yeah.
1: Yeah, enough where you're you're totally A million dollars. You know, how easy it is to live up to a million dollar contract. Just Not show hard. up and do your job. Kill penalties. Don't be a sieve defensively. Be smart. Don't take penalties. You know the the all the different things that uh, LOC is going to be able to to help them with. You know, from the PK to being a good defensive fourth line, like. A million dollars for for a guy that you're comfortable with, for a guy that you like, for a guy that's been in, in Colorado for a long time now between DU and now the Avs. Like, it's just, this was such a, these are the most surprising deals in the NHL because both sides are perfectly content here. The Avs, the Avs get cost certainty on the fringe of a roster in a young player that they like and that they've helped develop that they went and found as an undrafted guy. He gets a, he gets job security for three years but the Avs make sure that they don't they don't ever have to overpay him in any way that will hurt them at at worst they're paying a million dollars for a guy who ends up back in the AHL someday they don't care about that it's not a salary cap that they have to worry about down there it's fine I but, I I legitimately don't see a single downside here that bothers me about this.
0: Yeah, and I don't think it bothers bothers at all from O'Connor's side as well, because think about it. Logan O'Connor's 25 years old. He's done okay. He's had two stints in the NHL, so he's made a little bit of money. But because of his cap is totally variable, it's extremely unlikely that this contract ever gets bought out. So he O'Connor has essentially guaranteed himself $3 million for playing hockey, whether that's in the NHL or the AHL. Yeah seems like a good deal.
1: And 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 Life as a fourth line guy is usually life on a one-year deal, maybe a two-year deal. If you're lucky. I mean, you remember when Mark Barbario signed in Switzerland and was like, they offered me a three-year deal. I never got one of those in the NHL. Yep. As a depth defenseman, the most he ever got was a two-year deal beyond L beyond ELCs and stuff. Yep. And because of uh, O'Connor's age, when he signed his ELC, that was a two-year deal. They gave him they gave him a three-year deal. He got he got cost certainty uh for, for the abs. He gets he gets paid. Money that he I mean he doesn't have to he doesn't have to mess with one-way deals, two-way deals. He's gonna make a million dollars for each of the next three years. Yep. After this one. Yep. Like this is
0: where he's the, likely to make NHL salary for most of this year. Right. And like
1: better. where where we've previously talked about don't Give term to depth. Uh, don't do it for thirty year olds. Yep. Don't do it for face off specialists. And don't do it. Don't do it for two or three million dollars. Like Pierre Edward Belmar, one point eight million dollars. No, 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 no. We're not even having that go. If this was a one point eight million dollar deal, I'd feel differently about it. Yeah. But at it, it, it essentially
0: a million dollars straight up, come on. I mean that. The key to why you feel so good about this is because it is entirely variable. Yeah. It yeah, sure. It would suck for Kronky's pocketbook if O'Connor ends up in the AHL. But it doesn't it
1: doesn't matter. They trust the right. coaching there, they trust the front office to spend the money in a way that it's not a blank check, but it's a we trust you to make
0: good decisions here. Yep. And and the team itself is entirely unaffected if everything goes wrong. Right. I mean, if this, and we're talking
1: like worst case scenario, we're trying to dig up a, a way for this to go wrong. Just, there just isn't
0: one. Yep. O'Connor is playing for the Eagles.
1: That's how, the worst
0: case scenario. How,
1: how often do you ever see a team sign a multi-year deal with the player where you just say, well, there's no downside to this. This is This can only end in
0: either neutral or a win. It's an easy deal for the team. The worst case scenario is you don't think about Logan O'Connor at all. And that's fine because it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. The problem, the problem with overpaying guys is that they are on your roster and that they are up against your cap. Yep. If a guy of a guy's contract is variable, you just don't care. It's totally fine. I mean, this is like this is like a lesser version of what the Islanders did with Mayfield and what the Preds keep doing with some of their depth guys, you know, with, yep. uh, with, with like Sissons and, and guys like that. Yep. Yarn Crook, you know, the, where, Hey, they gave these guys long-term long-term deals and said, Hey, we really like you as a role player. Just go and be that guy. Evan. Especially because teams are, teams are going to be paying. I mean, look, the cap, the cap may not be going up for a while, but even if it goes up just a little bit each year, that money always filters down to your fourth line guys. Those guys end up as two million dollar players. This dude's gonna be a million dollar four years
0: from now. He's gonna be a million dollar player. Evan, what are what are your thoughts on O'Connor as, as a player? Do you expect him to be an everyday guy beyond obviously the love for Bednar you've already mentioned?
2: <laughs> yeah. No, I I fell in love with this game last year because he really added something to the lineup on that fourth line when when Calvert went out and I really do think they missed him because then they went the other way, and they brought in Soderbergh, who was just the opposite player, and you could tell it just didn't fit, so he fits in the identity of Mm -hmm. how this team wants to play, and he is, you know, I haven't looked at the advanced numbers, but I thought he was awesome on the penalty kill and something that they need, so yeah, I'm I'm completely fine with this deal. I'm always thrown off when they throw obviously term to a fourth liner, like we talked about, but my really only concern was be would be that they try to make him more than what he is. Um, Bednar mentioned that maybe he might be the third line right winger. They don't know. I don't see that in his future just cause I don't think the offense is there. And it's really never been there in his career going through DU just set it and forget it on the fourth line. And I think he's going to be completely fine.
1: Ruto, yeah. If I send this to you real yeah. quick, yeah. I already
2: know what
0: you're sending me. Do it. Okay. So, We'll have uh, a couple of graphics. I Do you even need to send it to me? I might be able to find it. But
2: send uh, it. I, did it, not,
1: I did not put these in my story yesterday. I know. Evan, Evan specifically mentioned the PK, so that's what I looked up. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, just uh, send me them and we can
2: uh, we can dig go. into it a little bit. Cool. And uh, the other thing I want to mention, because I wanted I asked Bettner, I said, do you use this as like Logan O'Connor as an example to the young players to say, hey, nothing is – given to you. You can come in and earn this and look what he did. And he said, yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, look at the guy. He, came, he was undrafted. We didn't think much of it when he was signed and now he's has a come in and earned an extension like this. Right. So this is the EVS penalty kill without
0: O'Connor. 242 minutes. Keep in mind sample size because it is relatively small. With O'Connor. Small. Minus 51! That is actually absurdly
2: good. <laughs> so he is good on the penalty kill. <laughs> I mean, that is outrageously good PK, even if it is only 35 minutes. Well, there was just literally penalty kills last year where he would just take the puck and carry it around in the offensive zone and just kill time and just forecheck the other team by himself and then just get off. Like, obviously, it's going to look great when you're not even entering your own zone. Yeah. It's uh, it's hard minutes. <laughs> hard to score
0: from the neutral zone. Obviously, yeah, like I said, obviously sample size is small, but it, O'Connor has at minimum played well enough that you should be using him on the penalty kill a lot more.
1: That little that little pink blob in the bottom left corner kind of looked like a middle finger.
0: <laughs> what
1: what pink blob? On the PK defense, look at it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. First like of all, a- there's there's no pink anywhere. <laughs> I'm obviously. sorry. That's the not
1: um, <laughs> Yeah. No. Not pink, purple. I don't know why I'm saying. I don't know why I'm thinking pink, but purple.
2: Uh, I'm colorblind.
0: I don't know. I, I I maybe it's not a middle finger and it's a manscaped something or other. Uh. True. <laughs> In any case, Logan O'Connor has been extremely effective for Colorado on the fourth line in small sample sizes. So there's no reason not to want to see more of him. I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah, I see more of him
1: in the role that he's built for Yes, Yes, that's that's the big thing, man, is you just don't overextend him because this is exactly the kind of guy that gets overextended by a coaching staff because they absolutely
0: love it. Well, I mean, we saw him try it a little bit last year, and it just didn't work. Full stop. Yeah, and like on the third line for like two games, and it was like, he nope,
1: is who he is, and you have to let him be that.
0: Yep. Okay, so final thoughts on uh, o'connor anything else avs anything you guys are looking forward to this weekend in training camp go for such it such a
1: such a smart deal uh for for loc thrilled about it genuinely um looking forward this weekend to them digging into some systems and seeing how um some guys fit uh, i thought that with Cout, with ranta and anisimov today we wanted him to get like a legit shot i think that that's he's on track Yep. For exactly that, um, the Bowers one is going to take some time, a little bit more work, and I think that that's going to have to be an AHL-based thing. Uh, but I think Cout has an opportunity in front of him. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking to see after kind of a kind of a iffy first day. I'm I'm looking to see how Maltsev adjusts, and if we if we can see more of a guy that fits the identity of the two guys around him, a little hyperactive little buzzsaws that want to go hit stuff and steal pucks, like a little, little, you know, little maniac kids. Uh, great. Uh, if he continues to to look like a shaky Vladislav Kamenev, he may not stick around very long. And the one thing, the one thing that I think is for, for certain after looking at today, uh, the group today is that they aren't desperate for depth there um there's plenty if, a guy, people- if a if a guy is not working they don't have to force it for an extended period of time they can cut bait and move quickly and that's something that a guy like Maltsev should probably keep in mind
2: yep that was actually my conclusion is Maltsev was the one guy I was most interested in seeing today <clears throat> just cuz I didn't really watch him at New Jersey at all so I wanted to see what type of player he is and pretty disappointed today but it's just day one and more my concern would be really what aj mentioned is that those two wingers are gonna go they're gonna grind it they're gonna muck it up in the corners and go mm-hmm. fast does he actually fit with them like is that can he actually be a fit as the center on that line so interested to see how that goes the next couple of days and yeah i mean he he's he's a big boy big old neck like we were talking about but uh yeah he's big old uh, giraffe man that's that's what I'm interested in seeing. And then, yeah, I, I don't think we've seen the end of, like, messing with those middle two lines. I think they – I wouldn't be surprised if they adjust those the next couple of days and just kind of see what works.
1: You, you can adjust that shit tomorrow just to get a different look at it, right? Like, it's – there's going to be a lot of tinkering in that middle six.
0: There you go. Looking forward to bringing it all to you over the next four days, five days of camp, and then into the preseason where – I, I let's face it: if you want to earn a job, you got to show well in preseason. If you don't have the inside track, at very least,
1: definitely. That's. I mean, that's how big is it that I mean, we're talking less than a week. I mean, we're five days away from yep. the Avs opening up their preseason schedule.
0: There's no breaks on this train. It started with Dev Camp, and it's all downhill until about February when we get the Olympic break. <laughs> And it's in Vegas, so we might actually get to watch that one. Yeah, Vegas allegedly <laughs> broadcasting all of their preseason
2: games. So Illegal streams. Illegal streams. <laughs> Jumbotron, that's oh, yeah. the best part about preseason.
0: Oh, yeah, those are some adventurous uh, footage, to I say will, the least. I
2: will never forget tuning into a Sacramento Kings Jumbotron feed and seeing their horrifying... <laughs> mascot <laughs> <Swanson! Yeah. laughs>
0: okay well before we get into a place that i don't want to go back to we're going to end the show today thank you for watching everyone listening however you consume the podcast we appreciate all of you you know you can find everything about dev camp here at the NVR so be sure and like and subscribe to the video and the youtube channel that helps us out a ton you will see these three faces back again tomorrow after camp Breaking it all down for you. So until then, we will talk to you later.
1: Ah, mmm. The
0: first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com.